everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah hey. and Terrence. What's up? Uh, what is up is that, Terrence, you look like you've been a busy guy when it comes to playing some new shit. Uh, you yeah, got- I had like 60-something in P- PSN um, credit, or whatever you want to call it, um, bucks. From, and from there's where? a sale. There's a hidden gem sale going on now. You have you have PlayStation money just sitting in your account, and wasn't shit I wanted to play. Who does that? That's so weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> was, I look. Was this like was this like Christmas money or birthday money that you just had in there? I, I, I got um. What the fuck? I guess some shit from. I think I got um Amazon an Amazon thing for my birthday and I bought whatever. Yeah, I don't remember, okay. but it was there, and I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna go ahead and use it. Anyway, um, don't judge me. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I played. I got three games. Um, Hong Kong Massacre was the first one I got. That game is a top down. Have either of you heard about it? Know what it is no. at all? No. Um, you know what Hotline in Miami is, right? Yeah, yeah. You drop in a level, you got to kill everybody as fast as possible. Not getting one bullet will take you out, kind of thing. This is the same thing. It's it's very similar, but it's like super stylized. Uh, you play a dude that's getting revenge for the death of his wife and ch- child. Uh, so they drop you in a level, whether it be in, the, in a, an apartment building, in a, in a hotel, uh, and you just got to kill all the enemies in there. You have a slowdown. You have a um, a button that slows down time. You have like a action button where you do flips and slides and shit. Um, and you got to get through the level without dying. And again, one bullet kills you. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like, I would look it up to see what it looks like. It's dope. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm terrible at it. Um, um, but it's fun. Uh, it, that was... Is it is it as charming as Hotline Miami is, though? Hotline Miami... Charming? Like, it's way more... It's way darker. Like, well, Hotline Miami is, like, incredibly violent. But it, but it's, like... It's, but like, in like, a hyper a fun 80s way. Yeah, it's hyper. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> and it harkens back to, like, the 80s, like, movies and shit. This one... It's like a hard-boiled type because okay. you play an Asian dude. Um, it's a lot of red. It looks really good. Like the particle effects and shit flying all over the place when you slow time down to get through the levels. It looks dope. It looks really dope. Um, it was like seven bucks. Does uh, at one point, do you slide down a banister with a baby in one hand and a gun <laughs> in the other? <laughs> was that? Uh, what, was, what was that? What was the name of that fucking movie? A shootout uh, with, uh, with Chow Yun Fat. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought that was a different one. I'll find it. Uh, was that hard boiled? Yeah, that was hard boiled. Was it? Yeah. yeah. John, John um, Woo stole the banister slide that was originated in Octopussy into one of his <laughs> films. <laughs> All right, then. James, James, um, Bond, James Bond did that first. So. Uh, another game I bought, well, Micah talked about this last year, I believe. I don't know. Was it last year? Or earlier um, this year? Uh, it was it came out like October last year or something. Yeah, like it, it came out. It came, I think I got it in like November. Or something. Okay. Uh, Children of Morta. This is a rogue-like light. Whatever. I don't know what the fuck one it is. Whatever. Um, you play a family of, you play a family and you are, you just kind of go through dungeons to, and to kill stuff. And collect stuff and level up your characters. And the thing about it is, once you die, you go back to the to the mansion and you got to start over again. Um, 
the thing about this one is there's like like a really good story to it. Very good story. And the narrator is awesome. Think about Bastion, like how good how good the narrator in his ba- is in Bastion. It's yeah. very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you die, you go back to the to their home and there's always like a little cutscene of them doing something. Maybe whether it be um one one kid training or the, the father like building a, a house for a dog that you find in the uh in the mines or in the um the caverns um each character six players there's six characters i think i finally unlocked the last one yesterday the um the big dude with the hammer uh i don't remember all the names um he's good uh my favorite is kevin the martial artist that kevin yeah yeah he's my favorite right now he's a martial artist um (laughs) i mean it's a a roguelike like it's got the same things that all of them have but it's just like it has a it has a very good story uh, and you actually give a fuck about this family. Like yeah, I, you gotta I, do. Yeah, yeah, like I got the little girl. <laughs> like she was training. She's the she's the magician or she's the mage. I got the little girl. Um, I play. I tried to play with her, and I'm like, Oof, this is kind of yeah. rough because she can't move. Yeah. But I assume like once you start leveling, once you level people up, you go back because they don't let you play the same person. Like, well, they do, but they lose health. They get corrupted, and they have to rest so they can get their 100 percent health back. Uh, so I played with her. I'm like, I don't like her, <laughs> but I can assume like once you level up other characters, they get family traits as well. So I assume if I can lo- unlock a couple more family traits and go back to her and level her up, she'll probably probably be very good because that's the same thing that happened with Linda. Uh, Linda's the archer. I'm like, I don't I don't really like Linda. But once I level her up a little bit more, she became yeah. kind of she became really good, actually. Yeah. Uh, Mark is the is that is Mark the. um. The assassin, uh, the little kid, the, the the younger brother. I can't remember. I can't remember. Like I don't remember the names. There, there's Mark, Linda, Kevin. Like the very like the very just real generic. Yeah, they're all generic ass names. It's a good game. Like if you like roguelikes or roguelites and Diablo, mm-hmm. I don't see why you wouldn't pick this up. Are Are you saying it's it's definitely worth spending fourteen dollars and seventy three cents on? Absolutely. That's right. what I well, think. That's, that's probably <laughs> happening in like two Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and honest, I really wish I, and these two games, I wish I had a fucking Switch. I don't know if Hong Kong Massacre is on Switch. It's not, because I've, I've, I looked at it, uh-huh. and, uh, and then I looked, I was like, wow, this looks fucking cool, right? And, yeah. and then I looked for it on the Switch, and I do not see it. So, damn. Oh, you'll like, you'll like Trivial Immortal, Brad. I, I can't well, imagine. I'm going to play it. So, um, and the last game is Void Bastards. This is another roguelike game. Um, Made by the people, made by some members of the Bioshock team. Uh, this game is cool. It's a first-person shooter. Uh, you play a prisoner that is essentially tasked with collecting shit for some corporation. Uh, you're in jail for whatever the fuck you did. Um, so you go from like ship to there's a, a grid where there's a bunch of ships, and in order to collect things, you have to go to these ships. You go to the first ship, um, and you got to collect food and ammunition and things like that uh but it's very british like all of the enemies on the ships have british accents uh they're just regular workers on the ships that have gone i don't know if they're going rogue or whatever but there's a lot of dangers on the ships uh once you die since this is a rogue like you are going to die uh they just give you another prisoner and then you got to go but everything that you've collected up until then the other prisoners get so like once you collect guns and other shit you keep all of that but you just have a different prisoner and each prisoner has different traits like the last person i got um he was good at hacking turrets but he had a smoker's cough 
<laughs> so when you go onto the ship, like if you're trying to sneak around, and they go start coughing, and they were like, "Yo, who the fuck is that?" It's fucked up. <laughs> um, some other there's other guys like when you throw a grenade, they don't trip grenades, they don't trip any kind of um, security measures, uh, and it's all randomized. Like every level, every ship is random. Um, when you once you go to a ship, you ha- you have to decide whether you want to go through every room uh, or not. Each and also each ship has a hull. So when you go to the hull, you download the schematics for the ship, and it shows you what all of the items that you need to pick up are. Uh, if you want to try to go through the entire ship, you can't see where enemies are. So if you're going through the ship and you say, oh, there's an item there that I don't want to pick up. If you open a door, there could be like six or seven enemies and you're fucked mm. because you don't have enough ammo. So you kind of have to decide, do I want to go to try to clear this whole ship or I have enough that I need right now so I can go back to my ship so I can travel to another one? Because the food, each time you travel, you need fuel and food. Each time you travel, you use one of each. Um, if you run out of food and fuel, like, if, and, but you made it out of the level that you're in. You go to another ship, but you drift, and that make and once you drift to that ship, you're starving. So you better hope there's food on the ship that you land on, or you're gonna die, mm-hmm. or fuel. So it's it's like a balance between hey, should I do this or do do that? It's another good game, very good game. That's also on Switch. <laughs> like if you if you want to look into that one too. So uh, three for three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just bought the uh, Hong Kong mascot. Oh, you got it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I'm telling it you, it's, fun. it's a little frustrating, but it's cool. Um, Void Bastard. All three of these games are really good. I don't. I don't. I, I'm. I'm happy with all three purchases. Void Bastard seems like one that I'd wait for a sale because I don't know. It is on sale. Thirty. Wait, thirty dollars no, is, is it? a sale price? No, I got it on PlayStation. Okay, maybe on PlayStation sale. Switch it. I think. I think it's. I think it was like fifteen. That's not bad. It looks uh, like a game PS- I'd rather play on PlayStation, PlayStation. anyways, a twin stick shooter. Um, yeah, or, yeah. Well, not probably a twin stick shooter, but a dual analog shooter. It just came out on PlayStation, I think, last week. No, wait, did I? Hold on one second. This might not be on sale. <laughs> <laughs> while, uh, you're, while you're looking at that, um, did I mention the new character in Slay the Spire last week? Because no. I had messed around with that. So, that, so they added the the Watcher. Um, who's been on PC for a while, but they finally added her to the Switch version. Um, she's very difficult to use because she. So her her mechanic is that she has these different stances that you can switch to um, during the fight. So like, there's like a calm stance, which doesn't actually do anything. Like it doesn't give you any um, bonus effects. But when you, whenever you leave that stance. Um, you get two extra action points to spend that turn. And then there's like a rat, I believe it's called wrath where you deal double damage when you're in that stance, but you also take double damage. So like there, there's kind of a balancing act between like going into wrath during your turn so that you can deal a shitload of damage, but then taking yourself out before the enemy gets to act um, so that you're not, you know, eating as much damage and then kind of like activating calm when it's, opportune and and exiting that stance you know when you can put a big turn together very fascinating deck building options because a lot of the cards that she has um are kind of centered around using that mechanic and kind of tweaking it i had like a really fun deck that i just got a shitload of action points every single turn um and just kept comboing it back and forth and i actually made it all the way to the top of the spire in like my second game with her 
um, doing that kind of stuff. So it's pretty fun. If you if you play Slate the Spire, especially as much as I have, um, and you've been looking for a reason to get back into it, definitely check out the new character. Um, it's free. It's just a free update to the game. Uh, there's not anything additional you have to pay for. And I'm happy to have stuff to chase to unlock again in the game because I already unlocked everything basically a while ago because <laughs> I put like 60 hours into that game so far. So it's really fun. I just looked it up. Void Bastards is thirty bucks. It came out like last week on PlayStation <laughs> on PS4, but it's been out for a year on a on the Switch really? and uh, okay. Xbox One. Interesting. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard a thing about it. See, this is why I'm glad. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to play it last year, but it wasn't on. I didn't have a system. I didn't have the system. Who who who'd have thought when we started this podcast that Terrence would become like the de facto indie game correspondent for Netflix? <laughs> like they're cheaper. <laughs> They and are. they're usually better than the AAA games. The AAA games that have been out for the last couple of years. Well, it's doing it's doing more with you less, to, basically. Yeah, you have, you have to pronounce it AAA. <laughs> I like that dude. I do too, but he's been, yeah, he's I been going too. after some some really low hanging fruit the past yeah, couple like, weeks. I haven't really been able to watch Come watch on, the bro. past few minutes. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's it's it, they're too obvious, too obvious. It's too easy. Like he is, it's, it's gotten to a point where he's like, I know you probably want me to shit on Bethesda. I'm not gonna do it. Doesn't have like a doesn't have like a 30 second like dance sequence where he just says where it's just a bunch of words like Bethesda's fucking trash or whatever. It's funny. Um yeah. But yeah, that game's 30. So I think I spent like Probably sixty bucks. Yeah. It's bucks. it's especially good that you're uh, letting the masses know about all these great indie games because again, as far as like regular <laughs> ass games coming out, again, there's still there shit out. nothing. The only the only thing that's coming out this week is on Nintendo Switch tomorrow in the Super Nintendo app. There's a bunch of bullshit coming out, <laughs> but amidst the bullshit is the Japanese version of Tetris Attack which has never really been released over here in the States since it originally came out back in the mid-90s. And Tetris Attack, if you like uh, falling block-style puzzle games, is a really good one, and you should probably check that out. But that's all that's coming out. That's it. Nothing else is coming out. <laughs> so, well, well, that stinks. <laughs> you know what doesn't stink? Terrence's background. You want to see it? Go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. Every week you get to see Terrence's new background. He's giving you a reason to come in every week to look at us, not just listen, to look at us. I know you're tired of my green wall, of my green accent wall. I know you're tired of uh, Brad's Funko Pops and his James Bond book. You know what you're not going to get tired of? (laughs) Terrence's background because it changes every week just for you when you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels and subscribe. That's right. I don't know what's going to be next week. While you're over there just subscribing like some whore, go to, uh, you can subscribe <laughs> to the TNP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. These include the Nerd Apocalypse, the flagship show. Black on Black Cinema. We just recorded a Black on Black Cinema. I don't know. We had a we had a couple special guests on. I don't know if uh, we are allowed to say who it was. Not yet. But um, hopefully, there's some overlap. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, <laughs> <laughs> for, for this show, <laughs> I can't imagine why there wouldn't be. Um, you but know. you you do not want to miss it. It uh, not only were our guests hilarious. Uh, it was, uh, we're always hilarious. The guests were hilarious. The movie that we did was hilarious. 
it was one of the better shows in a sea of incredibly good shows. <laughs> you can subscribe to Coming Distractions, our contemporary movie review podcast. If you know, <laughs> if you like hearing reviews of movies that came out back when when the when we could walk around in the world. <laughs> Uh, you could subscribe to that. Uh, should, also, should, 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 we, should we review for The Last Dance on Coming Distractions? Does that count as a <laughs> contemporary movie? I, I want to watch that, but I don't have cable. It's or really, ESPN. It's really good, but it's like it's interesting in the way that like wrestling is interesting because like the the really interesting stuff is like all behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what I all I don't give yeah. a fuck about the on court shit. I was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, I, I will say I, I will say I will say this about the last dance. So I Chris Hayes said something that kind of sums up my feelings. It's it's pretty amazing when you consider that Michael Jordan's production company was actually behind this and they chose to present that version of Michael Jordan right. <laughs> as Michael as that's as the subject the of best, this documentary, right? That's the best possible version, of right? Michael like Jordan. Look, if this is if, like if it's is not bad, but if if it's as interesting as everyone says it is, and that's what they decided to show, that nigga's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, come on, yo. And it's his production. He's like, look, yeah, fuck you, yeah. That's me. <laughs> Flaws and all, y'all still love me. And like, and like, they allowed <laughs> they they allowed Isaiah Thomas to to speak on camera about Michael Jordan, who those two guys fucking hate each other, but they right. wouldn't allow Carl Malone to come on and say shit about Michael Jordan. Probably <laughs> no, tell you how Carl Malone, Malone feels about Michael Jordan, as well. right? Because Carl Malone would have <laughs> he would have tracked down. He would have found the cameraman and he would have interrogated that person to find out where Michael Jordan <laughs> is so he could fucking murder him. Uh, so, oh, and uh, subscribe to uh, the weekly preview episode of Look Forward. Uh, go to densepixels.com slash premium. For $5 a month or $50 a year, you get access to not only all our free stuff, but the premium content, the 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 wheat from the chaff, uh, the airing of grievances is uh, our Seinfeld podcast where Jay and I sit and talk about Seinfeld episodes and how ridiculous they are. Uh, no Time to Bleed, our action movie review show podcast. Um, we should probably schedule something rather soon. Uh, the men with the golden tongues, the Iron Man, uh, the 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 show that everyone loves, uh, Democrat or Republican, uh, <laughs> you can you can listen to Brad and I talk about spy movies, uh, mostly centering on James Bond. Uh, upstage conversations, uh, Carrie uh, sits down with a rotating guest to talk about. Uh, various musical movies and plays. Uh, this past one was Rent, the movie slash musical that she absolutely loves <laughs> unequivocally, unabashedly, absolutely loves Rent. Her favorite. Yeah, I think she said this. She said it was her favorite. Yeah. yeah. She, just ask her. Ask her. I dare you. I dare you to ask her how much she loves it. And uh, you get the full episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Now, look. Yo. 
I haven't I haven't had a chance to listen to the uh episode yet. Oh, that's you haven't. No, I have not. Let me uh, so, so let me tell you this. If, if you've ever been curious about Look Forward, but you've never listened to any podcast and you're like, I'm not sure if I want to pay five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year to listen to this whole thing, check out the preview episode this week because you definitely get some hour two level content within the what? first hour on this week's show. I mean, just it's check 51 out. 51 minutes in for those that are, that are, that are interested. Look, like, I was crying laughing. Just check out the, the title and the image that goes along with the title. Uh, oh, apparently, my God. Apparently, Mick Mulvaney is um, in some sort of banana deep-throating situation here. And uh, we have a, we have a, 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 a starlet. Um, <laughs> doing something to uh, something, and uh, there's a banana over it. So, yeah, you a little bit of hour two content apparently uh, in hour one. Look, if that doesn't if that doesn't make you subscribe, uh, like I said, if you if you if you ever, if you ever were curious to hear what that image sounds like. You might get that in the preview oh episode God. this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I gotta to <laughs> Those come out every week. So yes, uh, dunspaces.com/slash/premium. Please subscribe. Uh, the news this week is full of relatively. I mean, it's it's all like quick hit stuff. There's not a whole lot to dive into with any of these stories. Um, the first one is something that I don't know that a lot of folks were clamoring for, but you're getting it anyway. Uh, 2K Games is releasing a Mafia Trilogy remastered uh, later this year. It's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, They're remastering Mafia 3? Well, I, I doubt that's going to be remastered. <laughs> that doesn't make that any just came sense. out, right? <laughs> so they will remaster the first two. Um, the first Mafia, I did not realize. Did you guys know it was 18 years old at this point? It came out back in 2002. Wasn't that like a PC-only game for a while? No. Think so, Mafia, the first out. one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. Was it? I thought yeah. it came out on on at the same time on all consoles. I'm not sure. Hmm. Oh no, it says release on PlayStation Two, 2002. Jesus and PC. I mean, is that game like like is this series worth a remaster? I, like, well, I, I, I liked you, Mafia Two. I want you. I, really to, like I want Mafia you to consider two. consider this that Mafia Two. Sorry, Mafia One. My apologies. Came out the same year as GTA 3, if I'm not mistaken. Unless I'm getting my years. I think GTA 3 came out a year before. In the same time period, then. In the same yeah. general time frame. Um, so, and, and then also keep in mind that Mafia 1, probably not as good as GTA 3. No. You're right, Terrence. It came out it came out in October of 2001. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 did. Um... So yeah, so unless they're unless they're making changes to the gameplay, which it doesn't seem like they are, um, I don't know how that's going to hold up. We'll see. I've never heard anyone really talk with any sort of you know adoration about the first Mafia game. Mafia Two gets a lot of yeah. Mafia Two is good. That shit came out eight years after the first one. Right. <laughs> like goddamn. Okay. So, but yeah, so those are getting remastered. Um, no word yet on the exact release date, but uh. Sure, I guess. 
That's happening. I, yeah, Mafia Three is getting. Uh, <laughs> that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't. Okay. I don't, I mean, I don't I, know if they're going to really touch Mafia Three. Like it'll probably be the version that comes with whatever DLC came yeah. out. But I, right. I can't imagine they're going to touch it up all that much. I mean, they did patch it a little bit. Um, I think they reworked some some of the graphics from when it first came out to to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably just going to be the the final version that you can buy now. I don't, Maybe uh, I don't know. I remember I was really excited for Mafia Three because you can yeah because you play you play a black dude and you can kill Klansmen and then it yeah. was like mm. and it wasn't a good game right like it's not it was boring. Yeah, it was very, yeah. very boring. And now, like, all I see when I see Mafia 3, dude, is I see, like, the third Hodge twin. <laughs> and it just doesn't, it, you know, and I'm just like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, man, and I'm niggas doing a diamond and silk shtick yeah. now, which uh, is no unfucking fortunate. Yeah, that sucks. <sighs> But yeah, anyway. like that's all I see now. So I can't, I can't, I had to delete it from my system. Like I get it away from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with you. So last week's uh, Summer Games Fest video, uh, Jeff Keighley talked with folks from Epic uh, who revealed Unreal Engine 5 for the first time. Now, look, I didn't watch this presentation. I have it bookmarked to go back to it, but it's kind of hard to really like watch a game engine presentation because it's just it's basically showing you an optimized tech demo to show what the engine is capable of um which is cool to me the the more important news here for developers is that you can actually start projects in ue4 and then you can just port them right over to uh, ue5 once that comes out in late 2021 so that's cool that developers won't be behind the eight ball when it comes out um, that they can just, you know, move their stuff over and just keep on trucking, um, which is a good thing. So again, it's, it's, we don't get too wheezy enough to talk about the nuances of game engines uh, because we're not that well-versed on that kind of stuff. That's definitely a programming side, but a big deal. It looked good in the gaming universe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't it looked good, talking about like, you know, so does a Pixar movie, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I I don't um you know they were talking I watched some of it you know but they got a little too heavy into it but um you know some of the lighting looked really good and it just it's fine but it's it's not um like it's the biggest it's the worst type of tease right because it's like it's like not that they're CG trailers are one thing right like I know it's CG but this you're, you know, the layperson will think, oh, well, this is what games are going to look like right out the gate. And this is this is something that is incredibly like rehearsed and high polished. And it just it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. Right. But I, I mean, I was, remember the a tech demo from like 2013. Of, I don't know if it was Unreal 4. I don't know what engine it was. But since then. Like that, of course, and those are always like the most optimized version of those those that technology. Games look better than that now right. <laughs> than, than that tech demo seven years ago. Um, so if this is kind of the base of what this can do, it's kind of exciting because if games are going to look better than what that deck tech demo showed, yeah, 
But at the same time, I don't give a fuck how realistic a game looks. If it plays like shit, I don't care. Right. Like, I didn't play three right. fucking games. Children of Mortar is a fucking pixel art game. Right. Most fun I've had in a game in fucking two months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again, like, graphics are one thing, but, like, yo, the gameplay still has to be there. It just does. Right. They, they, they had that woman running around like every other Nathan Drake. Right. It looked like <laughs> it looked like Uncharted. Right. All right. I mean, a it was really, more, really pretty Uncharted. I mean, I, it, you know, it looked better than the rubber duck demo, but, <laughs> you know, that's because it wasn't a bunch of rubber ducks in a bathtub. You know? Right. <laughs> no, it looked really good. I'm not going to deny that, it but did. like, again, was that gameplay? No, just, is it something that's possible? Probably, yeah. Yeah, just it's just 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 what the engine can do. That's all. But it's in a small bite. Yep. So you know, Ar- arguably the bigger Epic news as far as short term, um, really didn't get talked about too much last week. So the Epic ga- Epic Online Services, um, platform is now available, which is basically a free tool that developers can use, um, to enable crossplay in their games or cross-platform play. In their games, um, which is the same, it's the same service that uh, Epic uses for to allow this to happen in Fortnite. That's a pretty big deal. So yeah, <laughs> I mean Jesus, it's happening, people. It is slowly but surely, and all all, all it took was a company that can just print their own money to not care about making all the money <laughs> to, to 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 bring it to the masses. Though they're they're happy just making. Most of the money. Um, <laughs> case in cool. point, uh, the Epic Game Store went down for 12 hours last week. Why, you ask? Because they were giving away Grand Theft Auto Five for free. <laughs> and so many people got it and was playing God, that it damn. literally crashed the servers <laughs> on the Epic Game Store. I'm surprised there was still that many people that didn't didn't have it. Oh, I'm sure have most I'm, of the vast majority. They just wanted to get it again. It. Like, right, yeah. I just get it. I mean, I'd download it again, whatever. But I, I probably wouldn't play it again because, like, I had a character from the place from um, Xbox 360. I had like millions of dollars. I'm not starting to fuck over. <laughs> and I'm not using shark cards. Fuck you. <laughs> so now I'm good. But everybody still loves that game. Another company, by the way, Rockstar, who is who has decided. I guess we've made enough money for Grand Theft Auto. Who cares? We'll just give it away for free. It should be free to play at this point. It doesn't made like twelve billion dollars from the fucking thing. Oh, just just wait. Hold hold that for a second until later on. Um, Oh, you know what else? Game. You know what other game is cross platform? (laughs) Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Like it's cross platform. I mean, system. I mean, Street Fighter Four was technically cross-platform. Was it? You could play against people on PC. Yeah, you could play. Yeah, you yeah. Could play people on PC. The game doesn't oh. exist on Xbox One, so it can't, so it can't be cross-platform on that. On that you mean Street Fighter Five? That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Did I yeah, say I was four? Like, what the hell? Yeah, you said four. I, I meant Street. Yeah, Fighter. the better game. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you see, five is. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. So. <laughs> Um, a new Paper Mario was announced. Uh, the Origami King, uh, or Origami King, if you uh, are a fan of Heavy Rain. Uh, <laughs> if, that's... You're a, if you're a if you're a Philadelphian by way of France, <laughs> Origami. Did that? Did Heavy Rain take place in Philadelphia? Yeah. Did it? Yeah. I don't, I that's why I look like a piece of shit. <laughs> that's why everywhere was just sullen and wet and gross and 
people just Jacob. Like that's how people in Philadelphia speak, according to the French. You know what? It doesn't. Uh, I, I, they don't specify what city this movie takes place in, but I wouldn't be surprised if Seven uh, was set in the city of Philadelphia. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, be that movie's filthy. At all. <laughs> I think it's really. I filthy. think it's supposed to be New York, but I. I mean, they. I think they go their way not to. But then again, Who like knows? they're they're within close proximity to a desert, so I don't know. It's got to be somewhere right. in the southwest, right? <laughs> that is, yeah, it was like nowhere city. Right. I don't know. Yeah, that was very if, strange. If, if you're offended that we have shifted from talking about Paper Mario directly to Seven, um, <laughs> we're sorry. We just don't care that much about Paper Mario. Like, I know, I know there's fans of Paper Mario out there. Um, but cool. Another Paper Mario game. I imagine it's going to be pretty similar to the other Paper Mario games. They have yeah, a, Seven is a great movie. movie. It's an excellent movie. Yeah, seven is a great yeah. movie. I think and, it's the uh, second week in a row that came up. Didn't someone mention John Doe's character last week in 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 the uh, in the post office? I feel like somebody did. Yo, Kevin Spacey's name is Kevin Spacey Fowler. That's what? not <laughs> <laughs> what? Kevin so, Fowler. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, we talked last week about uh, Evo having, or two weeks ago actually at this point, having to cancel yeah. uh, their in-person tournament for an online event. Well, that was made official. Uh, however, not <laughs> going to be a part of it. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So in a in a <laughs> in a uh, in a world where, as Terrence talked about, fighting games have the worst netcode. Apparently, Smash Brothers' netcode is so bad to even be allowed to participate. In Evo or Nintendo didn't let them. Well, first of all, it. yeah, it's either <laughs> it's either Nintendo's netcode has probably always been terrible, mm-hmm. which it probably is. Um, and Japanese fighting games are just have terrible netcode, unless you're in Japan. I've never heard anyone talk about playing Smash online ever. There's yeah. a good reason for that. It's because it's <laughs> a terrible experience, even today. Like like Brawl was really bad and they haven't done too much to improve it since then it's it's pretty rough um like look at the games that they're having online tournaments for okay it's mortal Kombat, american can't killer instinct uses rollback whatever the fuck herd fighters is that uh my little pony game what looks kind of dope pony game, yeah. uh and skull girls also really good fucking internet Netcode. Yeah, but those, they those, are those games open, on purpose. Those are just open invitationals. They're not even. Yeah. they're not even like the actual. Yeah, they're not going to have like real tournaments online because you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't. I'm telling you, you can't. But those games that they pick all have really good netcode, and none of them are Japanese. Now it seems like that from what from what the press release says, it's not going to be like traditional Evo as we've come to expect it. Because how the fuck could it be? Like I don't even yeah. understand how that'd be possible. Um, so they're they're saying Evil Online will, will feature quote special exhibitions and content um, from the announced lineup, and uh, it's going to take place over the course of a month. So like basically every weekend in July, uh, you're going to get some Evo to check out. With the last weekend in July, July 31st through August 2nd, being the only three day weekend of the bunch. It's gonna be weird. It is gonna be weird. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is gonna be very weird not having, especially not having it all condensed in that in in that uh, 
in that small form factor. It'll be curious if this goes well to see if they use elements of this in the future. Like I'm sure they're going to still do the big event in person, but I wonder if they might do these like open exhibitions for these smaller games that probably don't need to be there. Um, if this, they could have easily been. I'm going to get an echo. They could have easily put um, Power Rangers in there because that game has excellent net code. I don't know what uh, – I forgot his goddamn name. Malcolm was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm shitting on you, bro. Like, I've had plenty of matches, and I have had no lag at all. Do you think Online. that um, – do you think that not only, like, the piggyback off of what you said, Brad, mm-hmm. do you think that – once everything goes back to normal, not just to showcase smaller games, but to like expand to expand Evo as an event, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, how WrestleMania was two nights or whatever. Do you think they would do this over two weekends? Um, uh, like the first set of games be one weekend and then the next set of games be the, the following weekend. Uh, so that East Coasters don't have to sit up until <laughs> two and three in the morning, like some fucking boxing match. I don't know why they. I don't know why they don't just do it like UFC pay per views. Like for, in, I, I haven't watched too many UFC pay per views because it's not really my my purview. But don't doesn't the main isn't the main event not usually the very last match on a UFC pay per view? Don't they usually have like? an epilogue match kind of between two up and comers that takes place a little bit later. I'm uh, you, yeah. You don't. The wrong okay. We <laughs> I, I, I watch stuff. UFC highlights. I, on, um, I only know this because when I used to work in the restaurant business, they used to show UFC pay-per-views um, in our sports theater. And so hmm. I was subjected to some of that. I don't usually watch MMA. So well, well, the thing is like, for evil, these people have to make their way there unless they're part of a team. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. like that's a lot. That's a lot of money. But, <laughs> but I mean, if you, I mean, if you one, it would cut down on multiple entrants going into uh, multiple games, right? And I mean, if you if you want to see the same person, you know, play different games, that's fine. But it would get new people there, right? Because you don't necessarily have to go the weekend that you're not playing. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing because the world is crashing down around us <laughs> and it's leaving us not a lot of things to talk about. Well I will and tell the, you and then the event organizers themselves, do they have the money for that? For two weekends? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, while we love it, like look, the Mandalay Bay. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> uh I will tell you what is not collapsing underneath us uh and that is minecraft we don't talk about minecraft too much because it's kind of this forgotten thing that just perpetually exists i saw this stat though and i and i had to bring it up just because it's really fucking impressive um they just passed over 200 million copies sold lifetime of minecraft over the course of 11 years uh the the more surprising number 126 (laughs) monthly active players last month in minecraft that is wild to me that 11 years in you're literally retaining 60% of your, of your player base. That's nuts. What what consists of an active meaning you uh, logged in and played sometime during the month of 
of April. So 126 wow. unique users yes. hopped on fucking Minecraft. Yes. A decade into the game's lifespan. Yes. That's I insane. don't get it. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, no, it's, I get again, it. It's not for because us, people have created right. impressive things on there. But golly, I mean, it does. It does warrant mentioning. We talked about it a few weeks ago that they added educational content into the Minecraft marketplace, so kids that are not able to go to school right now um, can still get some some learning in in one of their favorite video games. But that's still just in, incredibly impressive. I mean, we we look at games like like Fortnite and like GTA and and things of that nature and and kind of go agog at, at their numbers but even Fortnite, i can't imagine when you look at their downloads versus their active players like it has to be you know significantly less than than these numbers are that minecraft is putting up one one would assume and that's a free game yeah so that's this, crazy yeah so this is a game that people pay 26 dollars or however much it costs to pick it up so uh and, and can you also believe minecraft's 11 years old at this point also kind of yeah, insane. No. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so there is, there is that, that is the news for you for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, go to www.densepixels.com when you uh, go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon even. And uh, when you do and shop through Amazon, uh, you give us a little bit of a, a finder's fee for sending you there. Uh, what should we look up for people to buy on Amazon today? Uh, if you want GTA 5 shark cards for your new game, you can go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon and type in GTA 5 shark card. You can get $3.5 million for 50 bucks. That sounds like a deal. I mean, that's the going rate for Minecraft currency. For a cool $100, you can get uh, $8 million in Minecraft bucks. Oh, snap. That's an extra million dollars. I am very curious about the economy of that game. <laughs> I didn't even know the game had an economy. I mean, in, in so far as how much does how much real money do you spend on the things in the game, essentially? Yeah, like <laughs> like 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 how like how many GTA dollars does like a cool car cost? Right. Uh, like if you're able to just drop eight million dollars into your bank account i mean i figured you should be able to buy every car in that game i don't think that's i had about 26 million i I mean i cheated to get it but i had it (laughs) (laughs) that was when the game was glitched up 45 million dollars bought all the houses all the cars hooked everything up i didn't give a fuck (laughs) but that was like six years ago so i'm sure they've i'm sure they've uh yeah i'm pretty sure they patched that yeah yeah we'll see <laughs> we go to the post office. Um, ask you questions that you can ask us. Uh, well, actually, no, you're asking the questions. We're answering the questions. That's how this works. Trey says, "I know it's cheap to develop. It's partly why a lot of indie developers are beating off to the eight-bit aesthetic. Uh, but will they ever move on to aping the sixteen-bit look? Um, some games do the sixteen bits, or or a hybrid of the two, um, where you kind of get like the eight and a half bit 
art style. Uh, like Dead Cells to me is kind of in that realm where it's not quite as polished as 16-bit, but it's definitely better fidelity. I would, con- I would consider um, Dead Cells more of a 16-bit. Is it? Okay. It looks more like a, a Contra, uh, Super Contra. What was the name of it? It was just SNES Contra? Uh, Contra it's Contra 3. Or no, Super, Super C. Oh, Super C? Super C, yeah. So. No, I thought that was a Genesis one. Contra 3 definitely came out on SNES. The, the Alien Wars, which one was that? Yeah, that was Contra 3. Contra 3. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, some it's, it, it all depends on what you're what you're going for. It's just, it's just that like a lot of the really popular indie games did the 8-bit thing, so I think that one gets floated up to the yeah, top. Yeah, and while they do the 8-bit, like the animation is far better because they have, like it's 8-bit, but like it's got really smooth animation, kind of like uh, Children of Mortar. <laughs> animation in the game is really good. Yeah, like I've railed on on not yeah. liking that art style of just a bunch of colored squares doing things. But uh, when those colored squares make me think that they're an actual woman shooting an actual bow <laughs> and arrow, I'm like, all right, I I get it. Like you got me. <laughs> um, Johnny posts a picture of the uh, the. How, what what how do you what are the citizens of Ghana like what's the proper uh the proper I don't know for them is I Ghanaian the, I think they're Ghanaian 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 of of the Ghanaian. famous uh Ghanaian pallbearers uh carrying a casket with the Smash Brothers <laughs> logo adorned on it they're all but you put the Evo logo over top of their heads um he also asks uh he's or he says referencing something I said a couple weeks ago um who else but fighting games will cover Evo when we were talking about the shitty netcode and I said people would be expecting it. Um, he makes the point that Evo is kind of like the WrestleMania of fighting of the fighting game community where outlets outside of the FGC will pay attention to it. And I agree with him. Um, but I don't know how willing a place like an ESPN or a TBS would be to put on to air like an online Evo. Like it's one thing to do it in Not person England, when yeah. you have the stadium, especially and, with and these the games, players. right? Um, that 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 was that was more like they do it for Street Fighter because Capcom paid, right? Also correct, right? Um, yeah. Oh no, yeah, the Capcom sponsored that the the first, and everyone and everyone knows and everybody knows what the hell Street Fighter is. Also correct, yeah, and and that's the other thing too instinct. with uh, <laughs> with with ESPN. Like when ESPN aired. The Evo Finals. Correct me if I'm wrong. They just aired the Street Fighter Grand Final, yeah. right? It's not like they aired the whole fight. Yeah, it was like eleven or thirty at night, right? So, and then they were like, "You can't pick that female wrestler because her tits are hanging out." <laughs> right? You can't play <laughs> Armika. Like what? You can't, <laughs> you can't wear that outfit because nah. <laughs> Uh, Anthony says, I have both an Xbox One and a PS4. I primarily play the PS4 and Xbox as used for media. I got Game Pass to download some games for my kid. What are some good games for kids that you know of? Uh, also, I got Ori and the Will of the Wisps. What are some other platforming Metroidvania-type games I should check out? Um, do we want to tackle the la- the latter question first? The best like Metroidvania-style game, or sorry, Metroid-style oh, games yeah. that are coming <laughs> Um... The first uh, Guacamole one and two. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I got that. I forgot. I got Guacamole two. That's like three dollars. Yeah. Oh, Guacamole well, definitely well, well worth like three four dollars. Yeah. yeah, well worth it. I, I, I played like the shit out of that game when I when I bought it. So that Guacamole for three dollars is worth more value to me <laughs> than the Division for three dollars. It's five ninety nine right now, Anthony. So pick that up if you don't have it. PlayStation Four. <laughs> it's great. It's a good game. 
Um, I've got, really enjoyed what I've played of Bloodstained so far. Um, that's definitely more on the Castlevania side that's of things one sale. than the Metroid style of things, but uh, pretty good. Um, I don't know how much heard, it's on sale uh, because I already have it. So don't tell me the price when you own when you own the fucking game. Um, but it's on sale. I heard oh, Blasphemous. Game? I heard Blasphemous is a good game. It's, it's yeah. What's the? Yeah, there's another game. It's kind of tough. You play like a little head that's got a cape. <laughs> I have it. I can't remember the name of it. It's a little white figure. It's a Metroidvania style game. Um, holy, holy fuck. Night or whatever. Oh, Hollow no. Knight. Knight's in that same Hollow game. Hollow Knight. Well. Yes. Yeah, that's a good game. It's tough. Uh, I will tell you, I, did, hard. I I would not endorse Hollow Knight. I did not care for Hollow Knight very much. <laughs> <laughs> I got really it. Like I played it. through um, the first level and I was like, this is not, this is not for me. It's not an easy game. <laughs> it's really fucking hard, you know? God damn. Uh, and if you want like an old um, school pick um, that I think is on PS4, uh, Shadow Complex. No one talks about that game anymore, but that was really good. Yeah, Shadow Complex. Yeah. They, re- they re-released it on, play- on Xbox One. Yes, because it was written by a bigot, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? <laughs> uh, Orson Scott Carter. Oh, did, I didn't realize he had anything and, to do uh, with that. Okay. Yep. So that's, that's a good one. Jay's favorite. That's one of Jay's favorite <laughs> games. Like he doesn't know <laughs> shit about games, but he will bring up Shadow Complex. Um, I heard the Messenger is good if you like weird. old Ninja Gaiden games. So there you go. Um, as far as games for kids, yeah, uh, Messenger looks looks exactly like uh, Ninja Gaiden. See, as far as far as games for kids goes, um, just get him age appropriate stuff and just kind of see what he likes. Like, like have him try different things and and kind of like that's what. Anytime a parent would come into GameStop and ask what to get for their for their young child, I I told them I was like, you, with kids, you have to just kind of throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. So, like I said, don't I, I wouldn't let him play anything that's you know past the maturity level as far as the content stuff goes, but. Let him try a whole bunch of stuff and see what he likes, and then go from there. So, if you want, if you want generic options like the Lego series, Minecraft are are solid pickups as well. Just as a generic recommendation. <laughs> yeah, are you going to read Johnny's? I I, I am. So so Johnny Johnny posted a a <laughs> screenshot of a post. Oh my god. Um, and the question is this, which big fighting game company will break first and improve their net code, Capcom or Bandai Namco? Also, are you guys Bandai watching the Namco. Owen episode of Dark Side of the Ring? Owen Hart was one of my favorites and I just watched the, and I watched the Over the Edge pay-per-view live. Curious of your thoughts. Signed, Malcolm, aka Zucked Inmate 8701. <laughs> so I guess Malcolm's in Facebook jail. Damn, you get in Facebook jail, man. You had to get <laughs> Johnny to come and put something on your butt, yo. What did he do? I mean, find find something controversial, non-controversial, and then he picked the opposite of it. <laughs> <That guy's laughs> 8701. Oh, That's man. an Usher album, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Hold on, let me. Yeah, eighty-seven. Um, to answer your first question, yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. Namco uh, updating Benaco way before Capcom. I think Capcom is just kind of. I think Capcom is 
it's weird because like they kind of listen to fans and to criticism, but then again, they kind of don't right? like they'll, they'll pump out resident evil two Cause like everyone wants it and they're like, Oh, okay. But they didn't do it because everyone wanted it. They did it because we ain't got nothing else. So let's do this. And it's a guaranteed payday. Well, here's the thing. Like I said, two weeks ago, or last week, rollback netcode with GGPO. They know it's good, but they wanted to make their own. And they didn't have bought anyone in house that knew how to do it, but apparently it's incredibly easy to do. But they they want they don't want to do they don't want to use the method that the other company or like these two dudes created fifteen years ago, fifteen twenty years ago mm-hmm. to put in their games because they want everything in house. That's why Capcom is stupid. <laughs> like their games are great lately, but like as far that's one thing that they're just fucking stubborn on. Bandai Namco, I don't know what the fuck is going on with them, but whatever. Uh, so I, if I was to choose, Bandai Namco would probably be first. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I have not watched the Owen Hart episode. Is that tonight or tomorrow? I think it's tonight. Um, Owen Hart is a, char- is a character. He's a figure that causes me to grapple with, uh, with a difficult situation. That is how much ownership, I guess, is for lack of a better term, um, probably not the most eloquent term, but how much ownership do fans have over celebrities that they love? And what I mean by that is I I can't decide if I agree with his widow's decision to basically be contentious with the WWE in terms of celebrating his career because he should be in the WWE Hall of Fame and you can argue about what that actually constitutes and it would be mm. it would be a good thing for his fans to allow to give him the opportunity to be celebrated in the way that he deserves to be but she won't do it because she fucking hates the yeah. WWE and the wrestling business um, which is understandable which 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 I do understand <laughs> that, and, understandable. and you see the other the other side of the equation uh. um so yeah, that that's that's a tough one. Um it's it's I guess a good thing that finally someone was able to get her to let her tell her side of the story um and get her on the record and be able to present kind of both sides of that whole situation. Um yeah, I'm su- I mean I, I'm surprised that because you know, they kind of loopholed China into it through the DX Right, you know, inauguration, but um, but they but they were keeping her out for different reasons. Like 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 I'm right, I'm sure they're... Vince would like to put Owen Hart in, but he can't get the the sign on from his family. I mean, and that's what I question. Like, like here's the thing: before you continue, like Bret Hart was able to reconcile. Yes. And that was his fucking brother, yeah. Right. Her, 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 <laughs> her thing is that she, obviously she blames WWE for causing him yeah. death in the first place, and she also doesn't want them to be able to to profit from it. Probably, right, right. It. right. It makes sense. I get it, but like he deserves to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. He was just as good as his brother. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I get it, but I I think I got to side with the wife on this one. It, yeah, it's it's just too. 
Like, like if I were her, Vince McMahon has to die before. <laughs> yeah. Like for real. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's probably not really a likable guy. Right. But he's but, one of those like charming dudes, but like, he, but you got to be a dick to be a billionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do, by, the, by the same token, though, when that happens, like a lot of the guys our age will be you know, in our fifties and then the younger wrestling fans won't know who the fuck Owen Hart is. You know what I mean? Cause they, they'll, they'll have very little context. Well, how old is Vince McMahon? He's in his seventies, right? 72, I think if I'm not mistaken, he and Donald Trump are the same goddamn age. Right. Yeah. So, All right. <laughs> but yeah, so, so I don't, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Um, that's a tough one to watch as well. And, and see the fact that you don't know if you're going to watch that. Mm-hmm. Would you watch him be in the Hall of Fame? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I don't. I don't probably get. You would probably get. This is the the difference. Like this this has nothing to do. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the WWE. Not profiting off of this, right? But at all, this is real. (laughs) But my my point is though, I don't know if I want to necessarily revisit that specific because they're they're talking about. The incident. They're not going to be talking yeah. about his career. I mean, they might touch on his career as a whole, but the the focus of the episode is going to be around. Oh, it is that, around his death. Oh, of I thought it was going to be a, basically no. like his rise. And no, then, it's going to be it's going to be his. The whole hour is going to be that. Well, I mean, like I mean, I'm sure out? I'm sure they will they will set the table for folks that might not be as well versed in Owen Hart's career. But I would imagine that the bulk of the episode is going to center around. Did you watch the Benoit one? No, I haven't watched any of this season. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, you haven't in, you haven't watched the season. Oh, no. okay. All right, never mind. Why did they not? Did they? Did they kind of gloss? Did they actually spend time talking about? No, that was a whole fucking thing. It was two goddamn yeah. episodes. Of it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was two episodes. They talk about his life. Okay. From, yeah. You know, from when he started wrestling, and half of that was with Eddie Guerrero, also. So yeah. you know, kind of thrown in there. So. I had to listen to a, po- a sports criminals, um, did a podcast on Chris Benoit. Um, before the show, um, and it was a little bit more informative than the uh, the Beyond the Ring or the Dark Side of the Ring. <clears throat> See, my, and my issue, my issue is that the WWE is not going to talk about it. Like that's a huge elephant in the room, and I get yeah, you, know, you can't you can't gloss over would, that. Nigga. I mean, they, they would they would talk about it in that it's in in the terms of the tragedy, but obviously they're not going to like put themselves out there and be like like are they gonna are they even gonna mention like like let's say he did get in, are they gonna mention the blue blazer at all? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's essential to his to his story. At, at least yeah, at least the then, early at least the early blue blazer, like when he first broke in and was and was playing that character. It's a sticky wicket. It's not like I don't have. I don't feel any like if I go back and watch WrestleMania five, I don't feel any kind of way watching the Blue Blazer wrestle. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. I, I I get it. it. Like I think I think I'm having issue. Like if the Hall of Fame weren't a kayfabe Hall of Fame, right? Then you know I would be a little more gung ho in saying, hey, you know. This guy deserves well, to but, be in this. But see, you 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 say that, thing. but yet he like when they would talk about him, they would talk about his like who he really was because like everyone's got a fucking Owen Hart story. Like everyone from the fucking Attitude Era has like like a beaming Owen Hart story. I think the only guy that probably didn't 
care for him in particular was actually Steve Austin for obvious reasons. Well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. broke his fucking neck, right? But every every everybody else uh. talks, you know, speaks very highly of him and and his personality and that kind of stuff. So I think you would actually get a lot of that. You'd actually get a lot of the the Mick Foley's talking about you know riding up and down the road for him and his 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 uh reputation as a practical jokester and things of that nature as well. So hmm. I don't know. It's that, that 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 to me is almost tougher than like the Chris Benoit situation, just because Chris Benoit had um like made a really fucking awful choice to do what he did, um whereas yeah. Owen Hart was more of a victim of that circumstance. So yeah, uh, Brian says if you could do a podcast with a choice of people, past or present, who worked within the video game industry. Uh, or video game characters, what would the show be about and who would you choose to do it with? Uh, not that second name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he mentions, he mentions Shigeru Miyamoto, Randy Pitchford, and Jeff Keighley. Jeff Keighley. Je- Jeff who's, Keighley. Who's, he spelled it wrong. Yeah, who's who's <laughs> J-E-F-F Keighley? <laughs> I think he spelled both. He did, he did spell both wrong. <laughs> um, no, I, I wouldn't. Like, like, it's one thing to do like an interview with somebody like that, like that, that would be interesting. There's a whole slew of people that you could, you could put on that list as far as doing a podcast though, like a regular show, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone, but my friends, because you wouldn't have the I same want to level do of interview. banter. I, I, I wouldn't want to do a podcast with Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah. <laughs> all, do nothing but smile at me the whole fucking time. Like, can you say something, please? Yeah. Right. Um, picture would be like, is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card? <laughs> you know, I'm a bad magician. There's a, there's I just a, want to fight him. Right? Like, yo, you, over. Just get out of my face. No, there, there's uh, a lot of folks... Um, like I think Reggie Fizeme would be an interesting interview, and not for reasons that you think. I think it would actually be very interesting to talk to him about uh, the difficulty of being the president of Nintendo of America for a yeah. very Japanese-run company. Um, because I, I I know personally that there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of contentiousness between those two entities. You might not think that it would be the case, but it yeah, how do you bridge that is. fucking gap? Uh, Japan calls Between. the shots, and America has to go along for the ride, uh, no matter what. Is basically the 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 uh, the end of that story. Japan. Uh, I'd like to interview um, the what's the, guy, what the fuck is his name? Um, the dude that does the, the 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 Metal Gear Solid game, just to ask him what the fuck his problem. All Terrence's interviews would just be him, just be like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Like, like, like he would just, he would cam everybody, basically. I couldn't be it. I couldn't. I couldn't be a journalist, man. Oh, like oh. having to ask questions and then them not giving me answers would fucking piss me off. I'd lose my mind. Like, so you're just not going to answer the question. All right, fuck yeah, you. The Whatever. Jim, the Jim Acosta of, of video game journalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this doesn't make any sense. You don't make any sense. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, you know, so, all right, cool. But yeah, like I said, there, there's a there's a slew of interesting um, interview subjects. <laughs> Cliff Cliff Blazinski. Nope. Like, so no, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking, I don't want to interview great value Elon Musk. No, yeah. thank you. How does it feel to have peaked at 27 years of age? However <laughs> 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 old he was when. When Years of War came out, like I'd want to interview like indie developers. Yeah, they'd, like, be, they'd be far more interesting. Yeah, because they they have very little resources to work with com- compared to everybody else, and they they crank out really good games. 
and they're all gamers, right? But yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be one to think about that. Uh, think about uh, for later on down the road. Kind of kind of caught me uh, unprepared for that question. Uh, Anthony says, "Who wins in a fight, Cam or Fam? <laughs> uh, what, what type of fight is it? Hardcore rules, K match, TLC. Does another gullet come out and swing the match for Fam?" Tam Gullet, I think Pam Gullet, uh, their sister, probably would uh, would show up during such a match. Um, so Cam is uh, what kind of match would it be, right? Like, because there's Cam, and then Fam is like Bizarro Cam, <laughs> and and is and is, is of... he Bizarro in every way though? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't I don't think so. Like, right. I think I think Cam and Fam might have a little more in common than Cam would like to admit. Um I don't think it would be a cage match. Like Cam has has, you know, he's a runner, so he's probably got a lot of good cardio, you know what I mean? So it's got to be something like like high flying or or like an Iron Man match, but like I don't want to see an Iron Man match between Cam and Fam. I want to see like I want to see like a TLC match with Cam Boy, oh, well, a ladder match at the very least. <laughs> and, I want to uh, see a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, well, that that might work with that a ladder work. in it. Okay. Why not, fam? <laughs> fam better be black. It's not your fucking black face <laughs> I, up on God. I, I, <laughs> I think I think Cam is black, and I can't. I think Cam got. I think Fam got zucked in his inmate seven zero one. Oh, shit. Uh, John asks that I, I, I asked this question a couple weeks ago. Micah artfully dodged it, though. So we're, we're, we're pinning him down. We're putting him on the record. So we obviously know that Micah hates dogs. And we know that he yeah. hates birds now as well. So, Micah, yeah. what animals do you like? I don't think I like any animals. <laughs> I don't think I like any, like, living animal. Like, like if it's on a plate. Prepared by a chef, I love that animal. But I, you're not gonna see me hug a dog. Cats are. Just, you would see me hug a dog before you see me pet a cat. Um, <laughs> g- uh, gerbils, hamsters, squirrels—they're all rodents. I don't like rodents. They're just rats to me. Um, ducks, geese, geese are fucking assholes, and geese are not afraid of you. Geese will. Yeah, they really are not. You, I had to, I used to work at I used to work at Patapsco Wastewater Treatment Plant in South Baltimore and there was a ton, there were a ton of geese there and I got into a fight with a geese uh, with a goose <laughs> and cuz I he was coming after me and I used to have keys on a lanyard and I would just swing the lanyard but like like they're nunchucks cuz I'm a weeb and and I got too close to a goose and he started running, and then a bunch more started running, and then I had to run because geese don't back down. Fuck geese, man. <laughs> they really don't. Like they don't give yeah, a yo. fuck. They go around shit all over the place like it's their wastewater treatment plant. It's not yours, bro. It's not. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't like to swim. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, there's nothing good in the water. Nothing. Uh, jellyfish will sting you. Jellyfish are so bad that you have to get pissed on if they stay. <laughs> and ain't nobody peeing on me. So I'm going to die. Uh, sharks you eat people. Die. Hurt a lot. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm going to die. <laughs> sharks eat people. 
Uh, I don't. I don't like any animals, man. I don't like any animals. Yeah, huh. that's my answer. Animals. Animals are terrible, and I don't want a pet. I had goldfish at one point. I had two. I had two goldfish, and they both died. One died because he didn't get enough to eat, and the other died because he ate all the fucking food. So <laughs> nah, yo, nah. Goldfish will just let you down. Fuck, fuck animals, man. I like I said this. This is true because Jay Jay used to have a little French bulldog, and every time Micah would like like that dog, French bulldogs are so excited to see everybody. Every like that was it a French bulldog. Was it a uh, was it a Boston Terrier? Oh, you're you're actually right. It's a Boston Terrier. They all look the fucking same to me. They all look the same <laughs> because they're fucking dogs. Who cares? <laughs> but. Yeah. Poor poor Remus would would be so excited and 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 go up to Micah and and be you know all short of breath as as he was prone to being and Micah couldn't care less he he looked at that yeah. dog with the most disdain that you could possibly muster. By the time by the time Remus had become of age, Remus and I first of all you can tell this is when Jay had the white girlfriend because his dad <laughs> and Uncle Remus. And and so Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that Harry Potter character is racist as shit. Because, <laughs> because all I think of is Uncle Rings. Um well, so, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> How do you even allow that? Uh, look, this was when Jay was. This was when Jay uh, thought that he was with a Caucasian woman, and it just turns out he was with just another regular ass white woman. And you know how <laughs> white women. <are. laughs> well, by the time uh, uh, by the time Remus be- matured, you know he and I had a very good understanding. Uh, I would walk into his house, and he would look up. I would look at him, and then we would just go about our separate ways. And it's the best relationship I've ever had with any type of animal because he just left me alone. I don't know what's up with his dog now. Fucking, fucking Baxter Stockman. I don't know what is up but, um, but his ass needs to calm down. He is way too big to be all friendly. No, that's how, Quite that's, frankly, that's how they roll. Uh, quite frankly, I think I need to call CPS because that dog is huge and they got a baby. And I'm sure that, <laughs> and in my mind, big if a dog is bigger than a human, the dog is gonna eat the human. That's that's what happens in my mind. That, 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 that dog is a that dog is a big baby. That dog ain't gonna that dog do is a giant shit. That baby beat the shit out of that dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh so Chris asks a weird question. He says, who's got the biggest dick in the gaming industry? I'm going to pivot that question uh, and, and, and we're going to answer it, but, but we're going to answer it in terms of who in the gaming industry has, has like, has like brass balls. Like who's the most, you know, audacious person that exists. Um, oh, that's, that's Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Keeley is like, Jeff's like, like, Hey, When's this game coming he, out? He gives no fucks. Game like, out? like he he will just yeah. like he'll he make be, you look like a full on camera. Right. It would be me. That would be my style of of interview. I'm like, I'm not. Don't don't give me a bullshit answer. Now. Like, so you're just not going to answer the question? Is what you're telling me? He he's one of the few people in gaming that could actually like be like a like a politics reporter if he wanted if he if he was so inclined to be. <laughs> like he's that, that he's got that kind of. Uh, 
that kind of attitude about him when it comes to to interviewing folks. So it's probably him. They like to hold people's feet to the fire. Yeah, probably. And he's and he's super popular because of it. Um, so yeah, him. Uh, Hideo Kojima, that nigga's just crazy. And Reggie fees yeah. me, he just looks weird. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not afraid. To, I'm not afraid to answer this this very uh, homoerotic question. Who has the biggest dick? Look, I'm gonna be racist, right? I'm gonna be racist. <laughs> not Hideo Kojima. <laughs> not him. Jeff Keeley. I mean, he's white. He, you know, he, no. he might be average, but you know, he's he's probably got balls that are bigger than you know his dick. <laughs> Reggie fees me because that guy is six two. He's not. That's he's, it. I thought he was taller than that. He's sick. That's that's how that's how short everybody else is in the world. Yeah, you have to remember they, 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 they go like to, six seven. Yeah, they yeah. they trotted him out next to Japanese folks all the time. So he's right. gonna look yeah. like a, he's gonna look like Andre. He looks like a, a giant. fucking giant. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is six two, and he's from the Bronx. Uh, like well. I gotta imagine that, that <laughs> dude is 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 slinging. That's why he's like, my body's ready. <laughs> my body is ready. Let's fucking uh, do this. And then it's just like, it's, you know, like tall people, we're well endowed. Sorry, I, it, it just is. If you're five ten and under, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably. You know, you're probably at like a Keeley level. <laughs> well, we are an hour two, oh, so that is, that is the appropriate content for uh, <laughs> past the paywall. Um, we'll end it with Gustavo. Gustavo, man, you picked the wrong week to ask this question. Um, what kind of island would Terrence and Jay have if they played Animal Crossing? Carrie would be best suited to answer this because none, none of the three of us know much about cool Animal Crossing. That even means Ter- Terrence's island would be barren because there's no way that he's going to play Animal Crossing. So, so his his potential island doesn't even exist. Um, Jay would probably be planting as much shit as he can, and and his island would reflect what? his home. Uh, I just missed like the last ten seconds of what you said because my shit skipped. <laughs> I, I, I said I said Jay would probably his his Animal Crossing island would probably mirror his house where he would be planting as many different vegetables and fruits as he possibly could uh, in his garden. Jay Jay is also very interested in the economic aspects of Animal Crossing, uh, so he would do everything that he can to trade his wares uh, with. But as many specifically folks as in relation to the gardening, yes. It's very weird. <laughs> Which is like not if surprising. they were selling like if they were selling CDs or whatever, if you if you could like like just have a bunch of nah, he wouldn't be interested. But because you can grow turnips and shit, it's like, huh. Like, we, is that the main currency in that game? Tur- turnips Tur- turnips have the highest potential for um like large investments. The they're fuck? Kind of the best. They have the best ROI. Yes, they they they, they do. Whereas other <laughs> vegetables, well, and, and the way that other vegetables work is that like every island apparently, and this is all coming from my wife. So if I'm messing any of this stuff up, you can feel free to correct me, but I'm not going to care. According to my wife, every every island um, has like one fruit or vegetable that they specialize in growing. And if your island doesn't grow that vegetable, the only way that you can get it is by buying it from other players. So, like, that's kind of the whole thing. And the reason why you want to make friends in the, you know, outside of the game is because so you have someone to sell your shit to and so that you can get different types of goods 
uh, that you can't produce yourself. It's very much like an economic simulator in a lot of ways, it seems like. You have to trade with other islands in order to get the things that you want. And you have to have not only a robust trade industry and a high GDP, but also a robust <laughs> buying industry as well to create trade relationships with other islands. Yo, that's wild to me. It's it, it's it's very sneaky. Nintendo's sneaking in capitalism mm. essentially into uh into their family their uh family video game. Right. But they oh, right. right. And 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 a congresswoman is playing that game and, and people laugh because it's like, oh, she's playing a game. Nah, yo, she's practicing she's twenty eight economic strategy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like people realize like these people grew up where they've been right. were born when like the PlayStation came out. Like like, like AOC's first <laughs> game console was probably a Nintendo 64. Yeah. Jesus. We're old. So, but yeah, so like I said, Animal Crossing has <laughs> has uh has global trade. Um it has uh high interest loans. It has, you know, all sorts of stuff that you can translate into it has a stock market. It's got all sorts of crap. What? The turnip yeah. market's basically a stock market, Micah. You buy you buy low and you try to sell high. Yeah. Turnips. Okay. So, but yeah, that's it for uh, for the show this week. Thank you guys for your questions. Don't forget, if you want to submit questions to the Dead Spixels Post Office, you have to join our fan group, deadspixels.com slash fans. Join up on Facebook. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash deadspixels. You can follow Terrence on Twitch at Apparition410. Uh, you can follow Carrie on Twitch at Carrie. She's not going to be on probably quite as much because she got a new job. So she started that this week. That's where she she's been busy uh, getting ready for that. But uh, but she will still be streaming here and there. I'm sure. So that is it for us this week. Thank you guys for watching and listening. And we'll see you all. Next time. See you. See you.